Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the Phoenix 5-0 Show. I'm your host, Donna Rossi. Joining me is co-host Ryan Cody. We are both from the Phoenix Police Department's Public Affairs Bureau. want to thank Bonneville for this time. And uh, thank you for joining us. Ryan, good to see you as always. Yeah, good to see you as well. Thanks for the time. Sure. Today we have a very special guest to talk about something that really affects a lot of people, uh, traffic. (laughs) Um, We have with us uh, Lieutenant Eric Zof from the Vehicular Crimes Unit of the Phoenix Police Department. Lieutenant, thanks so much for being here. Let's start with, tell us what your unit does. Tell us what the Vehicular Crimes Unit is responsible for. Sure. Well, thanks for having me first. And uh, yes, so vehicular crimes. So we're in charge of, or we're tasked with um, going out to any serious or fatal collision and investigating that collision. Um, It could be uh, anything from a pedestrian being run over to a a four or five car pileup collision where there's multiple fatalities. Um, So we go out and uh, um, my sergeants and I and the detectives go out and investigate that. Uh, I like to refer to my detectives or my unit as the engineers of the department because they use a lot of math to be able to decipher what exactly happened and get to the bottom of uh, actually what happened out there and solve the investigation. Lieutenant, there's you know there's a lot of areas of this department where maybe folks at home are like, oh, I'm not involved in anything criminal, yada, yada, yada. Everybody either drives somewhere, walks somewhere, has to get somewhere. So, I mean, your unit is... I would imagine you'd like to tout them, but one of the most important things, because it encompasses all of our citizens. Yes, yes, it does. Everybody drives, everybody walks, everybody uses the streets and roadways to get around. So we're out there um, investigating uh, the collisions that occur for you guys and doing the best job we can. Uh, you know, I don't. I know it's not my imagination, but traffic is getting bad around town. It is getting crowded. It is getting congested. Uh, we are seeing uh, a lot of accidents, a lot of car pedestrians. Um, you have some statistics. I would have guessed that there was a tremendous increase in pedestrian car accidents over um, the years from 21 to 22. That's really not, not the case. What are we looking at as far as, like, numbers? So, yeah, so the numbers between 22, year 22 and 2021 and so far in 2023 are pretty consistent. Um so in 2022, we had 108 pedestrian uh, fatalities. Um, and in 2023, we were right around, or in 2021, we were right around that same number. So far this year, we're at 34. So it sounds like a little high, but we did have a spike in population coming here due to the Super Bowl and stuff. So things were pretty busy during February, but it's peaks and valleys. So um, when it's cold out, the fatalities go down. When it's hot out, a lot of people moving around, walking around on the streets. Sometimes the fatalities will go up. Is there any common denominator with these pedestrian car fatalities? Yes. Outside of the crosswalk. So when people use the crosswalk, usually they're in, in, a, in a safe area, usually. Um, but the common denominator for most of the pedestrian uh, fatalities unfortunately, is people not using crosswalk. What is what is the law on that in terms of crossing mid-block? Is there ever a point where you don't need to use the crosswalk to be legally okay? 
<laughs> so, and quite simply, no, you have to use the crosswalk. You're jaywalking otherwise. Um, we're very busy in the city of Phoenix. You could probably get away with it 99 times uh, out of 100, but that last time could be fatal. Um, so we encourage everybody to use those crosswalks, um, even when the traffic is slow. Um, you know, the, the streets here in Phoenix are very wide. There's multiple lanes of traffic. Um, and you may not see a car coming, but there could be one there by the time you get across that street. So use those cross rocks. That's probably the best advice I could give you. What can motorists do to avoid hitting a pedestrian? So we always say, since I've come on 25 years ago, speed kills. So slow down. Uh, your head needs to be on a swivel when you're driving. Don't get distracted by the fancy electronics in your car and uh, your cell phone and, and have your head on a swivel, be on the lookout. Um, in Phoenix, we have a lot of pedestrians. It's a, there's a lot of people out walking around, so we need everybody to kind of pay, take a little bit more due diligence and pay attention to what's going on around them and obey the speed limit. Nothing uh, wrong with going a little bit below. I, I've always wondered this, and this kind of being outside of law enforcement, but who is who's at fault? In these situations, like if someone wants to get hit within the crosswalk, does that change who is at fault as opposed to someone getting hit crossing mid-block outside of the crosswalk? Yes. Yes, it does. So if it's a if it's a controlled intersection, where, meaning there's a traffic signal there, and the pedestrian is crossing uh, with the walk sign, and they get hit by a vehicle, that, that vehicle's at fault. Now, if you're crossing the street mid-block... Um, and the pedestrian and uh, the pedestrians in the lanes of traffic and traffic is uh, isn't going uh, 20 miles or above the speed limit. The pedestrians actually at fault. So you could be the old saying where the pedestrian always has the right of way is isn't correct. Um, if they're in the crosswalk, um, most of the time they're in the good. Um, but if they're outside the crosswalk, as long as speed isn't a factor or impairment, um, usually the pedestrian is. And one of the other, you know, issues that I've seen people talk about, and I'm just reading comments online and stuff too, is, you know, the idea of when you're you're turning right at a red light and someone might be about to enter the crosswalk and they don't see them. Um, is that something that we could figure out a, a more concrete way to, to let people know that they have to stop prior to the crosswalk before they begin creeping into the right turn? Well, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it happens to me. It happens right out here, this, this uh, hour of, out of the headquarters. That You know, you don't, you see a green light and you think you can go. Well, that, your green light may not coincide with the walk signal. So you have to check both of that, um, especially when you're turning right, something like that. So it's just making people more aware. Um, we have, you know, different lightings and stuff that is, though, the, uh, traffic engineers are working on to kind of alert people, um, especially the people driving. Hey, it, it's not safe to go. Make sure you check clear your, clear before you move move ahead. And same goes for the uh, pedestrians. Look at those walk signs and those no walk signs. When the hand goes out, don't cross. And, and you may see the traffic stopped, but it's going to be going uh, green here in a minute, in a second, and you, you don't have time to cross. Uh, a lot of the crosswalks have um, seconds on them, and they're they're decreasing seconds. If you're within five seconds of getting to that crosswalk, I wouldn't try, I wouldn't chance it because that light's going to turn green. 
Talk to us about some of the technology you guys use. I mean, you actually do reconstruction of these accidents uh, with some high-tech stuff. You see them out there. You, they look like they're engineers, uh, you know, getting ready to build, you know, new roads or something like that. And, and I think you even use some overhead uh, items and air tools. Talk to us about the, the, the technology you use and the kind of reconstructions that you do. So vehicular crimes is probably the most tech-savvy um, swarm position on the department. Um, we have what's called feral 3D uh, scanners. Uh, those scanners, uh, engineers use them to build roads and bridges. Um, they take uh, images of the roadway, crash vehicles, you name it, and they can develop a, a fine-tuned uh, diagram where we could take measurements from. Um, we can uh, develop a million different things that will help us uh, discover the speeds of vehicles with these uh, scanners. Um, so that's one aspect. We also have uh, GPS coordinating uh, systems that will allow us to plot points in the roadway, and we can take exact measurements to where where these points are from where uh, a crash vehicle could be or a fatality collision could be. So we have GPS uh, items that, that help us out, and then Probably the most uh, sexy item that we have currently are the drones. And so we have overhead drones that take uh, very adept photos for us. Um, we send them up, we give them a flight plan, and they come back with a ton of knowledge for us. We can take uh, measurements off those, and we can actually overlay these different types of technology to get the best product possible. Yeah, it's really an art form. Sure, sure. Yeah. And you guys just go to specialized training. Oh, yeah. So the, these detectives go to multiple different reconstruction classes, and it's ongoing. Uh, technology keeps evolving, and they keep going to more and more training, more and more classes. Um, so we can provide the best uh, the best service we can to the citizens of Phoenix. And and this also is is very helpful. Uh, should you have to go into court and prosecute somebody for some kind of a f- fatal accident or Something of that nature is that that's really helpful information for you. It's very helpful. Um, a lot of times the defense will bring in uh, subject matter experts, but it's kind of hard to dispute any of this evidence uh, when we have uh, basically three ways that we can we can discover uh, evidence and log evidence and document evidence out on the street. And then when you have a drone being able to take photos and video and you can show that to a jury, it kind of helps them understand exactly the dynamics of the collision, and they can follow a little bit better um, and make the best judgment they can. I'm sitting here hearing the, you know, the idea of how we can prevent some of these things, and and maybe just in my own mind, it comes down to a little bit of personal responsibility on on both sides, the pedestrian as well as uh, the driver. Um, but you know, I don't know if this is a loaded question. How do you? What can we do to bring these numbers down? Even if the numbers are the same from year after year after year, one of these things is obviously too many. So how do we get there? So, like you said, personal responsibility and, you know, slowing down, paying attention, being aware of your surroundings. Um, right now, Phoenix PD is in the, uh, we're hiring. So, if we have- oh, we are? <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> um, it's a great place to work. Um, if we could get more officers on the street, do a little bit more enforcement um, of traffic rules, uh, then I think it would help, right? So there's there's got to be a little bit of a deterrent out there uh, 
to to slow people down. So that would probably be one aspect. Join phxpd.com. <laughs> and actually, what that brings up a point, your unit is one of the specialty units that Phoenix PD does offer, and there's so many other options for people joining a large department like this. If that kind of technical aspect sounded really interesting to somebody, that's something that they could get on the job and then pursue, you know, as their career advances. Yes, uh, I, I, that's, I actually started with the Department of Public Safety, and uh, I moved over to Phoenix because of the opportunities, the different areas that we have, whether it be in our, uh, our traffic bureau, our uh, our patrol units there's and different uh, investigative units. We have a large area that people can specialize in, um, and it's nice to be able to move around because you're looking at a 25-plus year career, so it's nice to have those options. Absolutely. Well, we certainly appreciate your time. I mean, if there's any parting words you'd like to leave our, our public with about how we can bring down the number of things you guys are investigating, what would that be? You said the personal responsibility. Let's uh, let's look out for one another. Uh, do the best we can by obeying those speed limits, and then don't be afraid to call us if you see something wrong. Though. And how about this? Make driving the task of the moment, right? Instead of doing everything else while you're driving, it's become such a habit for all of us. You know, how many times have you left your house and it's such a habit closing the garage door, but then you go back because you're not sure if you close the garage door? Mm-hmm. Driving has become such a habit. So let right. let's make that the task. Yeah, it's almost like secondary. It's like you're constantly thinking of where you're going instead of where you are at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? make, make make driving the task at hand. That, I mean, obviously, you know, vehicles are one of the one of the most dangerous things we get in, and we don't think about it that way as a driver. You know, it's something you do multiple times a day um, with a lot of responsibility involved in this. Thank you, Lieutenant. Really appreciate you being here today. Good. Anytime. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.